Jeff Burnham. And we are coming to you from Frankenstein's Monkey Farm. And today's topic is a little different. Today we're doing the Three Stooges. We're doing um, three of their short films or episodes that we found that were kind of like monstery. Yeah, and they're each what, like 16 minutes? <gasps> yeah. Or so. Or so, right? yeah, something like that. And we're doing this because my mom's dad died. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very sad. And this was, Three Stooges was one of his, like, favorite comedy groups. Yeah, so, absolutely. He and I talked a lot about, like, the Marx Brothers and stuff like that. He was big into the Marx Brothers, Monty Python. But, yeah, Three Stooges is the one that, especially your mom remembers watching a lot with him when she was a kid. And Al had never seen any Three Stooges. No, I hadn't. And Al happens to be a little bit of a fan of comedy teams. Yep. <laughs> Who do you like? Uh, I, I like the Marx Brothers. I like Buster Keaton. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I guess, well, he's not a team, yeah. but he is a, a but, film comedian. Yeah. So, yeah, film comedians. Yeah. Abbott and Costello. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Laurel uh, and Hardy. Yeah. Well, how then did you find, before we get into the monstery shorts that we watched, how did you find the Three Stooges to stack up against the others? Hmm. I, I think they're up with the Marx Brothers up yeah. there. Yeah. How would you describe the Three Stooges comedy to people who never watched the Three Stooges? Um, hmm. Their comedy, of course, is very funny, but, um, mm -hmm. uh, not like, it's, but, like, their comedy, like, makes sense, kind of. <laughs> I, I can't really explain it, Emma. It's hard, it's hard to explain comedy. Sure, sure. I, I think what you're getting at is it's very easy to understand. Yeah, it's easy to understand, but at the same time, it's funny. Yes, yeah, I would say the difference between them and others is that their comedy tends to be what we call more slapstick. Have you ever heard that term? Uh, I'm sure I, you've heard I, it. I've but heard like, it, and I've read about it, but I don't really remember it at all. So slapstick is physical comedy. You know, people falling down, people getting hurt, people getting poked in the eyes, yeah. that sort of stuff. That's slapstick. And that's the kind of comedy that can transcend cultures, you know. Comedy is actually, in terms of all the genres of film and television, the one that translates the worst from one culture to another because comedy is often really linguistically oriented. It's rooted in language. And what's funny in one language doesn't always make sense in another language, right? Like when you tell a joke in English... Words might sound the same and have different meanings, but in another language, they might sound completely different, so the joke wouldn't make any sense. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. For example, the word bear 
might refer to an animal, but also a person being naked. Whereas yeah. in another language, the word for that animal and the word for being naked may be two completely different sounding words. So it doesn't work that well. But slapstick translates from one culture to another really well because it's just people getting hurt, right? Like you see it. It's just visual. Yeah. And so the Three Stooges are a slapstick group, which kind of gives them more of a universality. Whereas the Marx Brothers, I think this is what you're getting at, very much rooted in wordplay. Yeah. And it's very intelligent in that way. They have a lot of slapstick too, right? Especially with Harpo. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> and of course, Harpo is your favorite. Yeah. Like he, um, since, yes, people, people say that he's funnier when he doesn't talk. And yes, that is very true. <laughs> Although we've never heard him talk in a movie. No. Although we have a silent film that they were in coming in where he apparently has a speaking role, but it's a silent film. So we see him talk, but we won't hear him talk, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, you tend to like the more physical-based comedy anyway, especially with Buster yeah. Keaton. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you'd say he's your favorite? Um, I don't know what's my favorite comedian. Okay. Really. Have to give that some thought maybe someday. And maybe we'll come back to some of the others because the likes of Buster Keaton and other silent film comedians tend to all have, like, a Haunted House movie. So maybe we could do Haunted House silent comedies as an episode someday. Yeah. Well, okay. Should we jump into the shorts here? Yep. All right. So the first one we watched was We Want Our Mummy from 1939. And this will be a little bit strange because we're talking about three movies, so... We'll kind of cover them briefly and then maybe do our segments where we can choose from any of the movies. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So we want our mummy. What happens in that? Um, oh, and who are the stooges in this one? Because uh, there are different, of course, permutations of the three stooges. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> I had, I... Uh, Larry, Moe, and Curly. Okay. In all three of these. The, the difference is in film, Larry and Moe were always there. And then it started out with Shemp, and then Shemp was replaced with Curly. And then we had uh, Joe and Curly Joe. Mm, I don't know them quite so well. But these are all three Larry, Moe, and Curly shorts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. We want our mummy. Alistair, what's going on in this one? Um, what do you want to talk about here? This third is really funny. I remember we laughed at the start because uh, they were, like, talking about they need a, the mummy of, like, an Egyptian, like, king. Do you uh, remember the name? Uh, no. Rootin' Tootin'. <laughs> yeah. King Rootin' Tootin'. Um, and they need that or, like, their whole, like, it's a museum mm -hmm. or, like, their Egyptian room is, like, pointless and stuff. And they hired detectives and of course it's the three stooges they come in but they have it's funny like they're walking backward but their shoes there's like shoes on both sides mm -hmm. and they they walk in and they have like masks on the back of their heads to make them look like detectives yeah with like <laughs> pipes in their mouths and stuff yeah and they bit. turn around yeah and there's a similar bit in one of the Marx Brothers movies where Harpo has, like, a face on the back of his head. I want to say it's monkey business. I don't 
don't know. I could be wrong. I, I get I get all of those mixed up. Because <laughs> <laughs> when we watch them, we tend to watch them all kind of in a row over the course of a couple days. <laughs> yeah. And we just got in those uh, Arrow Video Blu-rays, so we're going to have to rewatch them yeah. again. Oh, no. But back to Root and Tootin'. So they come in, they're master detectives, we're told. But are they really? No. Someone has been, like, kidnapped? I, f- I forgot. Oh, yeah, the the Egyptologist who was searching for Rootin' Tootin' has been kidnapped. Yeah, and they go in the basement to find him, and then somebody, um, don't know his name, he's one just... One of the bad guys. Yeah, one of the bad guys has him in a crate, um, yep. in his mouth, is like, um... Like, gagged, gagged is, is what that's called. So yeah. he can't speak. And then he asks them to help him. And then, like, yes, they help him. But it's funny because they're like, I'll grab this end. I'll grab this. I'll grab this end. I'll grab the end in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they help the bad guy carry out the professor in a box. Because they're stooges. Yeah. But, okay, so this is a monstery short, mm-hmm. right? And then... Yeah, and then they have to go to Egypt, of course. Mm-hmm. So they get a taxi and t- tell him to Egypt. He's like, okay, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then the like the money thing, 15 cents, then like 2,000 something. Yeah, and they drive up into Egypt up next to the pyramids or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're to a pyramid. Do we get a mummy? Right, that we watched yeah. this one not knowing if it was going to be monstery. It just had mummy in the yeah. title, so we didn't know. Yes, there is a mummy. Um, okay, great. Talk and, about the mummy. Yeah. Uh, so of course it is really funny. They go into the pyramid. Of course they. Of course they get locked in because that's what happens in a lot of horror movies. They get locked that's into true. place places where there are monsters, um, and they start running around in circles. Yeah. And then they walk and they keep getting grabbed by hands. Uh huh. Of course, we figure out it's a mummy that's doing that. Uh huh. Because as there is this joke a couple of times, he's like, um, one of them's like, oh, Root and Tootin opens a thing. Well, you're gonna go on a trip. The mummy's like, nope. He's like, well, I said so. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. When they, they're talking to each other, or they think they're talking to each other, and they turn around and, like, the mummy's there. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's talking to them. Like, the mummy talks, and then and then they say something back, and then they're like, wait, run! Yeah, there's a really common yeah. bit in Three Stooges shorts where they'll be standing, talking to each other, and they're in a line, and then somebody behind them says something. And then they think one of the other Stooges said it, so then they start hitting each other. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. That's a pretty common occurrence in Three Stooges shorts. Uh Uh-huh. I forgot which one, but he's, like, one of the funniest. What's he Uh, look like? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Okay. I I don't know which... Point to him. Which one? Curly. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he's the one that always gets hit. Yep. And he's, he's the one so... that barks at everything. <laughs> 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 and when they were going, they were like, they're going to give him $2,000. And they hug, and then the two others hug him. And then he was going to hold him up and kiss him. Then instead, he says, woof, and <laughs> drops him and runs. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a mummy chasing him or whatever, but... 
What's going on with this mummy? So, the mummy is, like, attacking them, basically. Mm-hmm. Trying to, like, kill them and get them out of the tomb and stuff. And then one of them goes accidentally, goes through a flip wall. And then, or, no, no, no. No, it's... It's one of them does something and something, like, pop. Sure, like, there's uh, lots of, yeah, like, whatever. secret passageways or whatever. Uh, what I'm getting then, at is... Yeah. Because I'm trying to make sure uh, that we can get to the other shorts mm-hmm. here eventually. Uh, yeah. What's going on with this mummy? Uh, what do we learn? Spoilers for We Want Our Mummy. It's not a mummy. It's not a mummy, actually. Plot twist. <laughs> it's actually, I'm pretty sure it's a person. Yeah. They don't say. It doesn't, it's not in the movie. Well, it's like one of the bad guys. There's like a trio of bad guys who kidnapped the Egyptologist, uh, and they yeah. want the treasures of Root and Tutin, so they're trying to scare away the Stooges, yeah. that sort of thing, right? And, yeah. But it's not really a mummy, and that's a very common thing in especially horror comedies from the era, where it's not what they think it is, it's somebody playing a trick. When they cut the mummy, what did that person say? Uh, I don't know. Are you talking about when Curly has to be the mummy? When they have to, like, oh. Uh, That's one of my favorite bits in this. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Is they accidentally destroy the mummy, and Curly falls on it, and it just explodes into dust. (laughs) And they think it's rude and tootin', so they make him into a mummy. He's like, well, you're gonna make you into a mummy, but I'm a daddy. You can be a daddy, mummy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. These are very much comedies of their era so it does require some explanation for some of the jokes especially the more insensitive stuff and there is a reference to a dwarf that is using the term that we no longer use for little people or we shouldn't right it's it's insensitive so that's kind of a big gag in the end of it we're going to come to another bit of parental guidance with the next one so this one isn't quite so bad in terms of the language usage it's not good for sure. But yeah, there, there are definitely some things where it requires explanations to your kids about what they're talking yeah. about. So yes, mummy turns out not to be a real mummy. It's just bad guys in disguise trying to get treasure. Yeah. Anything else to say about this one? <gasps> oh, yes, I do. The part where they're trying to get the mummy, that whole part is funny, especially sure. when the alligator shows up. Oh, yeah, they got the alligator in there. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a good bit. And then when he falls in a well. And then he, when he falls in a well in a pyramid. Yeah, there's like the big hole. Yeah, and then... And he covers like, it up with a rug so <laughs> that nobody falls in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that whole Yeah, part. and that was Curly again. Yeah, again. Okay. I think all of Al's favorite bits are going to be from Curly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to the next one. Which is called Spook Louder, and it's a short from 1943. Oh, yeah, that one? Yeah, this one one you kind of forgot a bit. It's been hectic. I don't remember how they get in a situation with haunted house business. Oh, they're door-to-door salesmen, right? Yeah, I also was going to say that this was a weird one. This is a strange one. The narrative in this is very convoluted. Yeah, because... It's just, like, weird. So, In what yeah. way? Um, like, it's weird because it's someone telling the story. But then there's also that, like, spoilers here. There's, like, that pie. There's, like, that pie. Right, right. There's the wraparound that... story with the yeah. newspaper guy learning about this 
case of ghosts or whatever from sort of like a psychiatrist, I guess. I don't remember the, the specifics, but you're right. There's a wraparound story and he's telling the story about the Stooges, their door to door salesmen. And then they accidentally get hired to watch a house that's owned by a criminal or a scientist. I think he's a mad scientist or something, right? Yeah, something like that. Something. Oh, it's been. Like a, it, he's it's like a mad a scientist collector or something. Something. I've I've watched yeah. easily ten movies since then, so it's been a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they get hired to guard this house. Yeah, because the person thinks they're the like new like caretakers. Yeah, like the bodyguards or whatever. Yeah, yeah. because he's like going someplace. Of course, yes. it's a secret. Oh, uh, sure, sure. But he, he's got something that he wants them to hide. He's got, like, a contraption or invention or something that they need to guard. So he gives them a bomb in order to, like, blow everything and themselves up in case there's, like, a break-in and they can't oh, fix it. He gives them a gun. <laughs> um, <Sure>. he, <laughs> Curly, of course, shoots it. And then everything where he shot in that line flies away, even their hats. Yeah, ricochets <laughs> around the room and takes all their hats off. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good bit. But okay, so yeah. it, it becomes kind of a haunted house sort of thing. Yeah. How does that happen? Um, because of course he told them to guard that thing, and then people try to get it. Yeah. But they're like dressed in like um like kind of like Halloween costumes or something. Sure. Yeah. There's like a skeleton costume and a devil costume. The third one is the third one dressed as anything. Um. I don't remember. Are they dressed as a ghost, or are they just, like, in regular clothes? Think about it. Yeah, I don't remember. So, what I liked about this one, and we commented on immediately, is that the bad guys who are dressed up as haunted house kind of figures are in the same costumes that you see in the Buster Keaton haunted house movie. Yeah. Right? There's, like, the skeletons, which is, like, a black sort of head-to-toe suit, but with bones painted on it. And then you've got the devil... And so they end up running around in this house. The Stooges do. They end up running around in this house with this skeleton man and a devil man sort of running around mm-hmm. trying to scare them out. But, of course, there is, like, traps and, like, secret. Oh, and like, yeah. Yeah. Secret passageways, classic, classic yeah. haunted house stuff. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Mo has to get his head trapped inside a bookcase in a wall, <laughs> like smashed in between them. And then, of course, when that happens, uh, Curly takes two books off, and then Boxing Glove hits his head. Oh my gosh, that, and that is one of the best bits. He should. Uh, he shows. I forgot. Larry. Larry in there to look in there, and then nothing happens. He looks in there. Boxing Glove punches him. Yeah, just a hand with a boxing glove comes flying out of a hole in the back of a bookcase. And then he goes up again, he grabs the boxing glove, goes up again, punch another boxing glove hand, comes and hits him. That's a great bit that goes on for a really long time, delightfully so. There's then a running gag where people are being hit by pies from someone who we don't see. It's like a mystery who's throwing the pies, and that's kind of like... Uh, where the yeah. end of it all goes, so and I guess then, we won't talk yeah. about that. But that yeah. is a running thing where then somebody's hit with a pie. And in the yeah. wraparound story, the guy's like, well, who's throwing the pie? You know. Yeah. So, so 
Any other notable monstery things happen in this that you want to talk about? Um, oh, of course, the classic thing where they talk, say something. Like in The Mummy, there's a part where uh, one of them goes under, like, a blanket where the skeleton guy is. <laughs> skeleton yeah, says, curly. Shh, and he's like, okay. And he's like, ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, and that's Curly again. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, this one was a lot of fun, but... We watched it in the middle of two really, really memorable ones, and it's a little bit more of a stock kind of a narrative. It's it's something that you see in basically the oeuvre of any film comedian from the era. You will always end up with a haunted house short if they do shorts. You yeah. know? So, like, again, Buster Keaton, Harold Lloyd. Anything else to say about this before we move uh, on to the next one? Obviously, no. we'll come back to this later. Yeah, yeah. no. Okay, cool. So then our final one, and this was the one that I was most looking forward to, and I don't think it disappointed at all. It's called Idle Rumors. Rumors, R-O-O-M-E-R-S. And it's from 1944, but it's occasionally called, and this is how I found it online, the Three Stooges Meet the Wolfman or Meet the Werewolf or something like that. Yeah. And that pretty much tells you what you need to know. So, <laughs> yeah. Alistair, what happens in this one? Um, we meet the Three Stooges. Are they detectives? No. Are they door-to-door salesmen? No. <laughs> no. What are they this time? Uh, oh, this like, is something that I don't think you actually know anything about. Uh, Do you know what they are? I think they're like um, hotel employees or something. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. they're what we call bellboys. They're somebody who stands by, and when the person at the desk rings a bell, they come up, and typically they're charged with taking the luggage of the guests up to the rooms. Yeah, and running errands, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and in the beginning, when one of them rings a bell, they're all sleeping. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And then the bench falls down. They're still all sleeping. He rings the bell again. One of them wakes up and <laughs> and tries to get the others up. Yeah. Well, and we actually saw a similar kind of a thing with, oh, what is it? Abbott and Costello's, Abbott and Costello meet the killer Boris Karloff. Remember, they work in a hotel and Abbott plays a hotel detective and Costello plays a bellboy. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So th- that's the same the same role there, okay? So, yeah, they're bellhops, bellboys, and they're lazy, they're bad at their jobs. They're the Three Stooges. Yep. What do you want to talk about here, and where does this werewolf uh, come in? I want to talk about, there's, like, the one, like, I don't know if it's, she's, like, famous or, like, important or something. Something like that. A woman comes, comes to stay in. there like, yeah. with her husband, and this is a really classy hotel, so they're probably rich people, you know. Yeah. And then, of course, his husband. Her husband. Oh, no. Oh, it's before that. It's before that. Um, because they're trying to carry a bunch of, like, luggage, but there's so much that it doesn't fit through the door. Uh-huh. And, um... Yeah, and there's a giant trunk again. Yeah. yeah. And then when one of them tries to lead it, everything falls down on it. And then, of course, it was 801, right? I, the room I, number? I don't, the uh, room something number, like that. Eight something ten. like that. But then, well, when of course it's Curly. When 
Curly got up there and try, was trying to walk on the rug. Yeah, he's Larry, carrying the trunk down yeah, the hallway. Yeah, I think it was Larry was taking the rug he was walking on and pulling it into a closet. So he was he was walking in place. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, of course, and then, of course, eventually that goes off. He gets a crate into um, their, like, room, and then he goes out. But, but what's in course, that crate? In the crate, as we learn, it's called the Loop Wolf Man or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's not a it's like a small wolf man. It's he says it's harmless, but if it hears music it goes crazy. Yes, yeah, and it goes course, berserk when it hears music. And of course, since they're the three stooges, they play music. <laughs> yup, of course. Who who plays the music? <sighs> Curly. Curly. Yep. He turns on the radio. <laughs> The wolfman comes, takes it off, throws it at Curly, but then, of course, he dodges it. It goes um, and hits, I think, Mo. I think Mo, yeah. Probably. Mo comes down and smashes the radio on his head. On oh, yeah. Curly's head. And then he takes that. And then eventually, once they see that guy, they play the trombone, and then yeah. he gets <laughs> mad. <laughs> Yeah, Curly plays the trombone, <laughs> and then because they think music will soothe yeah. the beast, right? And then it comes over, takes the trombone, and smashes it against Curly's face, <laughs> so it's all bent. Now, okay, the yeah. mummy in We Want Our Mummy was not a real mummy. The skeletons, ghosts, and satans in Spook Louder were not real ghosts and skeletons, right? No. What about this werewolf? Is this another guy in a suit pretending nope, to be a werewolf? No, it's real. This this one is real, right? This, yeah. That was a delight to see. Because I was kind of worried after those first two that we wouldn't get an actual monster, that it would all be people pretending to be the monsters, which is cool too. That's fun. We had a lot of fun with the first two. This one is really a wolf man that's going to be taken into like a, a circus act or something like that, like a sideshow kind of a deal. And yeah. so it's like just sitting in a crate until they play the music and then it goes berserk and starts oh. chasing them around. I just remembered one of the like really funny jokes that's like there for the whole time. The elevator joke. With the elevators, one of them goes in the elevator and then drops the other ones outside. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of elevator comedy <laughs> in this one. Really farcical, uh, you know, yeah, uh, I elevator think it was bits. Like, um, I don't know. I think Larry went in one, shut the doors, Mo got them open, went inside, and the curly tried to go in, but it closed on his face. <laughs> and, then he bu- and he hits his head in the, on the elevator. And then, of course, it ends with an elevator joke. Yeah, yeah, that is such a great mm. bit. I want to spoil it, but the ending is so crazy. Man, it had us cracking up. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, we've got... The Three Stooges and a Mummy and We Want Our Mummy. We've got The Three Stooges and Ghosts in Spook Louder. We've got The Three Stooges and an actual Wolfman in Idle Rumors. Alistair, what I want you to do now is rank these. I would put um, Spook Louder. That would be like like the last place. Okay, so your least favorite is Spook Louder. I agree with that one. I agree with you there. Second, I would probably put... We want our mummy. And then, of course, Idle Rumors has the top place. I think I would agree. I do really like We Want Our Mummy. It's got such great comedy in it. But for the fact that 
Idle Rumors has a real Wolfman, that definitely does give it a bit of an advantage, right? Actually, in our I wasn't books. even thinking about that. I was just thinking about how good the comedy is in that one. I mean, they, they're both really stellar comedies, for yeah. sure. They're all three really, really funny, though. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. that's to put them in this ranking is not to say one of them is bad. They're all really yeah. good examples of Three Stooges mm, shorts. Yeah. Except for one thing. We didn't mention it. <laughs> okay. Parental guidance for Spook Louder. This is one of the reasons I would put Spook Louder in last place for me. It came out during 1943. And so there was a bit of a skirmish involving the entire world going on at that time. Alistair, you know what I'm talking about? World War II. So there is a running gag where they think that somebody is calling them Japanese and that's like a huge insult. And they're using a term that we don't use. It's not a polite term to use. So there is definitely some prejudice against the Japanese in this short. But it comes out during a time when we were engaged in a major world conflict with the Japanese. So it's not uncommon in media from that era to see the Japanese mocked in such a way. I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying it's something that happened a lot in media from that particular era. And it does require explanation for your kids, for sure, because you don't want them to grow up to be racist because you didn't explain a short film to them. So... With that out of the way then, Alistair, let's move into our segments. Beastly Best, what is the coolest monster moment in these three shorts? And you could pick one from any three. That's what we're doing here. Or as the Three Stooges goes, the most, the funniest moment. Well, I mean, we can also do, you know, funny bones. We can do that yeah. segment. So just pick the coolest monster moment, the coolest thing that happens with a monster. I'm trying to find a part from Isle Rumors that I like best. I just can't. Yeah, there's a lot of great stuff with the werewolf, right? I mean, he, like, bends the bars and climbs out. I like when he goes berserk. I think that's funny, like, when the music starts playing. Because before it plays, the wolfman is sitting there holding onto the bars, just, like, smiling, like, hee <laughs> hee. And then <laughs> when Curly comes close, he tries to grab his pants. <laughs> <laughs> and then the music plays, and he goes absolutely berserk <laughs> and like bends the bars and climbs out and just goes on a rampage but yeah when the music isn't playing he's just standing there smiling going <laughs> <laughs> so i like the the berserk werewolf stuff but you don't have one that springs to mind no okay cool any spooky stuff in here forget spooked um no maybe if you've got a viewer with you who's really 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 young Something in them will scare them just because they're monsters and whatnot. But they'd have to be really, really, yeah. really young, I think. And because it's not unfamiliar. scary, and also you would probably think that it's scary and just the comedy covers it up. It's not scary at all, and also the comedy makes it even less scary. Yes, yeah, that's that's true. Because you're too busy laughing at it. how funny it is that you forget to be scared by it. <laughs> so then, uh, funny bones, man. Which moment in these movies tickled your funny bone the most? Um, there's a couple. Okay. Okay, I'm just going to give one the ones that I have for all three movies. Because I okay, have one for each. One from Idle Rumors, the part where Curly's walking on the rug in place. <laughs> that one. <laughs> yep, it's a great bit. From 
we want our mummy when they first walk in with like the detective fake faces on oh man that's hysterical Mm -hmm. that is so funny (laughs) yeah and then from spook louder the of course part with the boxing glove oh my gosh yeah that is one of the absolute best bits Man, it's hard to choose. I think those three bits definitely had us laughing the hardest. The boxing glove in particular is just such classic slapstick comedy that it really had me going. The bit where, and you mentioned it earlier, where Curly takes the scientist and or I guess he's like a museum curator or whatever. And he dips him like he's dancing with him and then goes to kiss him and then barks in his face and drops him <laughs> on the floor. That killed me. That's no. so funny. Gosh. Yeah. Because it, it, he gets so close to kissing him. He's like right there, like lips almost touching. And then he just barks right in his face. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's a great one. That's also a great one. Okay, so then we got our big segment here. And you can pick any movie you want, or maybe you can come up with a theme from all three combined. I don't know. Scream themes. What is a message of one of these shorts or all of these shorts? I don't know. What message are you getting out of these that a viewer should take away with them from watching any or all of We Want Our Mummy, Spook Louder, and Idle Rumors? The first thing I come up with... This isn't for a specific movie, but sometimes for just, like, the whole things. But I think for those, like, three movies, the thing I can come up with, kind of like if somebody isn't that smart, it doesn't mean that they can't do things. Okay, yeah. Sometimes if somebody's not, like, maybe as smart as you or not that smart, sometimes it doesn't mean they can't do things. Sometimes they can even do things that other people can't. That's a great, a great lesson to take away from this, that the Stooges, though they may be bumbling goofballs, they actually do get things done, right? And I mean, sometimes it's not, you know, because they, they're they particularly skilled or whatever, but they're maybe not scared of the situation they find no, themselves they're in. Just, they're and I mean, just... they are scared, but like they still yeah. go into these situations yeah. that you and I would never go into, right? Like they take on this job working for this mad scientist guy and end up, you know, defeating criminals in the process. I never would have taken that job. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And yet they do it. But because they do it, because of the specific decisions they make and the specific way that they respond to situations, it makes them acutely qualified to overcome sort of the best laid plans of criminals, you know, because they're thinking in a different mm -hmm. way. They do it. They're funny, but they also get it what they're supposed to done. Yeah. So just, just in a because, funny way. Yeah. And just because somebody maybe isn't as educated as somebody else, just because somebody may lack knowledge sets that other people possess, does not mean that they are incapable of succeeding where they apply themselves. And that's a fantastic lesson to take away from this. Great job, dude. Thanks. Your papa would be very proud of that. So... Here at the end of the episode, we're not going to plug Patreon and all that stuff. All of those links are in the show notes and everything. So like, you know, Patreon and social media, that's all in the show notes. What we want to talk about here, though, is a fundraiser that we're doing for Al's grandmother, Al's Nana. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about it a little bit? Uh Uh-huh. 
We're doing this because she's been with my papa for 42 years, and they've been, like, working together and money and getting, like, things together. And now that my papa's gone, um, she needs money. So just a little bit of help to yeah. get through the so, the tough time, you know, because yeah. it was really sudden. Um, it, for yeah. those of you who follow us on social media, you no doubt saw this, and this is why our episodes are coming to you late. Like it was sudden. It wasn't a thing where we had any warning. We got the phone call, and that was it. Yeah. So all of this hit really suddenly, and it hit at the holidays. This was the Saturday yeah. before Christmas that all this happened. And, of course, it's during COVID, and it's just a really tough time. And we all pitched in, you know, and, and did our part. Yep. But we wanted to put together a GoFundMe for Al's Nana to help pay for the funeral and get by during this, you know, transition. Yeah. And so we have a GoFundMe. It's the Doug Ewalt Memorial Fund. And that's, again, on GoFundMe. I'll put the link in the show notes. But really... Anything that you can throw in there would be amazing and hugely appreciated, more than you can imagine. It really helped us get through that week to see people coming out and supporting Carla during all this, my mother-in-law. Even if you don't have any money to kick in there, I also would appreciate it if you just dropped into the GoFundMe and read what I wrote about Doug there because he was a great guy. You know, he's a part of my life from the time I was 19 years old, you know, so I that that all comes from the heart there. And even just sharing it out, that would be amazing. Just and even look at it. Yeah, look at it. Find it on social media. Comment any anything you can do is just much appreciated. Alistair, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, because she doesn't need help because it everything changed. Everything just suddenly changed. Yeah, she needs help because everything changed. You know, I mean, it was so sudden. It was so sudden. We were at, like, kind of like a farmer's market, like, of small businesses coming together to try to get support. And that's when we got the call. Yeah. It was that sudden. It was very sad, but, you know, we're trying to turn it around and do positive things here. And uh, we hope that you've enjoyed us talking about Three Stooges, Doug's favorite and now one of Al's favorites. I mean, yeah. we we turned off those shorts and Al was like, man, we got to watch more of these soon. Fortunately, yeah. we've got what, I don't I don't know, it's like a 12 DVD set or something like that. Yeah. Of shorts and documentaries and things. Yeah. So we got plenty more Three Stooges to work our way through. But uh, yeah, the Doug Ewalt Memorial Fund. Take a look. We really appreciate it. Even you thinking about us, sending good vibes, you know. Uh, yeah. It was, it was a hard, hard Christmas week, yeah. to be sure. So, Alistair, do you want to thank our listeners and yeah. sign us out? Uh, thanks for listening. And if you do anything on that fund, it helps so much. Yeah. You've been listening to another episode of Cadavercast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. We love you. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year.